0: Hello and welcome again to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Today I want to talk to you about Facebook and in particular Facebook's new currency which they're launching called Libra which is sending shivers through the banking and indeed the the G7 world leaders. Uh, Now you've probably read that that they're about to launch a cryptocurrency. Uh, Now this is not just a remittance service sending money on your phone from one person to another. What they're talking about here is a full-blown currency based on a basket of currencies. And this is why uh, central bankers are, and, and G7 leaders are getting so worried about, about it in terms of the compliance and regulation. Now, some cryptocurrency purists argue that Facebook is not uh, a, a strict new cryptocurrency, although they admit that it's it's going to bring... Digital and cryptocurrencies and blockchain currencies into the mainstream. Now this is backed by it's not just Facebook on the right. It's backed by a consortium of 28 major groups, including people groups like Uber, Spotify, Visa, Mastercard. So this has really been you know thought out quite uh, planned very well and thought through very thoroughly. Um, And I, I, although it's been criticized and said, well, how are they going to do this and how are they going to do that? And, you know, what about the, the money laundering aspects of it? I, I think the, the the people at Facebook have thought this through very, very carefully. Now, I'm not a, a crypto expert and I'm not a, a fan of so-called currencies like Bitcoin, which, you know, I, I don't really understand. I mean, Bitcoin uh, has been up and down. It's now uh, trading at uh, just over $9,000 per coin. So I, I don't know how you sort of user currency, which costs $9,000 per coin. Um, uh, it hasn't, um, it's been a bit flat since the announcements. Other cryptocurrencies were unmoved and slightly down on the news. But other than that, I think they're looking at Facebook as bringing cryptocurrencies more into the mainstream and mainstream usage. Uh, uh, some people have criticized it. Obviously uh, a, a lot, a lot of people are involved in, in cryptocurrencies already and, and, companies like moneygram have, have criticized it because they they say well you know what about the, the the money laundering aspects of it how is it going to be controlled who's going to regulate it uh, and there's a lot here we don't know now I, i've read through a report in in the financial times and i suggest you, you have a look at that because it's quite a, a comprehensive report and you know it, there's still a lot of unanswered questions like how does somebody uh, you know pay into this if they 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 you know, they want to pay in cash. Well, one answer it could be that they'll have a, a series of outlets, like a sort of Western Union type outlets or agents around the world that will accept cash and then pay that on to the uh, the crypto or the Libra wallet or whatever it will be called. Now, there, there are differences here from just just sending money. As I said, this currency will have the the capabilities of transmitting, you know, billions of transactions um uh, and, and this will be done over several, several currencies so how they're going to do that i don't know they're talking about you know bringing down the cost of uh, transacting and sending money which will be welcome to you know the millions of overseas workers like from the philippines for instance that work in you know the middle east and the uk europe and everywhere and they send money back home to their country uh, the same thing would apply to indian workers african workers and they're sending money back to their country and it can be quite expensive you know western union transaction could cost you know 10 pounds for a, for a couple of 100 pounds that you're sending so th- this will be welcome if this can be brought down and uh, you know that mark zuckerberg has said that they're aiming this at the the 1.7 billion people around the world that haven't got a bank account and they'll be able to use their phones well uh, great you know if that if that works for them that that's good um but again if they've been paid in cash in their own country then they'll need to find a mechanism to convert that cash on, onto a sort of a, a smartphone crypto wallet. But I'm sure they've thought these things through and not, not everything here has been re- released at the moment. Um, but, you know, obviously the, the, the G7 and central bankers are are concerned at how this will be will be uh, regulated. It differs from the, the, the current blockchain currencies. Uh, in that they have a different mechanism of, of reconciling the money. However, what could it do for you then? Um, well, I, I think one, one aspect of it could be that it will bring down the cost of uh, providing uh, cashless transactions for small traders, online trading. It, it could have benefits there. I mean, even now, you know, I, I go out to some shops and they won't take A card, they won't take a debit card even. Or if they take a debit card, that you've got to spend £50 before they'll take it. Well, I'm exaggerating a bit here. But there's definitely a couple of Chinese restaurants near me. One doesn't take the cards at all. And the other one, you have to spend 10 or £15 before they take the card. Otherwise, they charge you 50p. Uh, So there's been a reluctance of some of the smaller traders to take on these cards. Because, yeah, if somebody's buying something for a pound and it's going to cost them you know 5% of that to transact it is it worth it but of course what they don't realize is that you know it costs money to to bank cash as well and and there's there's always a cost one way one way or the other so maybe these new types of currencies these new types of services will help small traders to you know adapt to this world of you know increasingly cashless world uh, i i went to a small trader recently and she was using something uh, called sum up which is you know done from an app on her phone and she's got a very small device and you put the card in she does something on the app and it goes through and it seems like a very cheap and easy way of, of transacting cashless cashless payments uh, whereas in the past i remember going to my bank and saying that we want to take credit cards and i think we got charged three or four hundred pounds and it took months to set up and you know it, it was it was just a bit of a nightmare and. It, we always had a, a quite a long delay before we got the money. In fact, one time they were holding money, and we'd forgotten about it, and they and it suddenly we realised that this money you had to press another button to to get the money released. But anyway, that that's that's going back a bit now. But uh, I think in terms of these new types of services, I mean, for instance, Facebook now they've had engineers working on this for over a year, and you know, one of the engineers said, "It you know I've been doing this for twenty hours a day, and it's like." you know something that i've never done before and you know uh, he said it's unlike anything we've ever worked on before and he said the technology is basically brand new and it's evolving really quickly uh, no one has the experience within the global has it has experience with a global currency before any direction you look at it, it's new that's exciting before long facebook's uh, recent efforts to began to cause ripples in the social network but look this is a global currency and uh you know the conspiracy theorist and and i, I would imagine david Icke will be onto to this because uh, he, he's been talking about this for a long time that you know they want you know they the the powers that be want to control us by having one global currency by having one global leader and you know get rid of all our cash uh because you know th- this this will will control everything face facebook have got 2.7 billion active monthly users and they already know a lot about us well now they're going to know exactly what we're doing exactly how much we've got in our in our account and exactly how we're spending the money so you know the conspiracy theorists may worry about this this move towards a a single global currency um and you know, I, I think there there is a concern there. Um, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but there is a concern there that you know about moving to this global currency controlled by Mark Zuckerberg. In fact, the Financial Times had a, a coin with Mark Zuckerberg's side profile on the coin. You know, the Zuckerberg coin. Uh, but no doubt, on on the the good side of things, on on the other hand, it will shake up some of the the, the existing banks and you know the likes of Western Union. As I said, which which do charge quite a lot to, to send money, so that 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 is one one other positive effect. So look out for that. It's called Libra, and uh, you'll, you'll find it coming at a store near you, no doubt. Uh, so 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 what else has been happening in in the the money news? Well, quite a lot actually. Um, there's many of you may have used something a, a bank called what, what they commonly call a challenger bank have you heard of a challenger bank these are banks where uh they're, they're not one of the high street major high street banks that you'll know it you know that you'll see every day and that you'll deal with they're not your Halifax and the Santander's and and uh, banks like that that you would normally go to get a mortgage from now, the, the these are smaller banks the less well known and they're, they're causing a bit of a ripple in the banking market, although there's still a small percentage of the mortgage market. But I found them very useful because where you, you know, can't necessarily get a mortgage from one of the mainstream banks, say a buy-to-let, for instance, the challenger bank will come in and say, yes, we'll do that. We can do that. We're asking less questions. We'll get it through faster. You know, we don't want the history of the world and, and everything you, you've ever done. And I, I think these challenger banks have been very good. However, they now the the banking sector, the, the FSA are looking into them. Uh, maybe they're doing too well, and and they're saying that perhaps they're they're lending a bit too much, and uh, perhaps that these challenger banks should be reined in a bit. Which you know, I I hope doesn't happen. To be honest, I mean I I, I like to see competition in the market, and where where you just see. Uh, you know, too, too few banks dominate in the market. It it makes it very, very difficult. And I can remember in the mortgage market when there were, uh, you know, many, many different lenders all doing different things. There were, there were, there were what's called building societies in those. Days. There's not many left now. I think the nationwide and, and a few other smaller ones. But the, the everyone had their own lending criteria. They had their own things they liked to do. Some liked to do... Uh, certain kinds of flats or they didn't like to do places over shops or they would do places over shops. I mean, there were some amazing lenders out there and part of your job as a broker and, and as a broker consultant working for an insurance company was to know which lender would suit which type of mortgage. Uh, because you, you know, you said to yourself, well, I know that the gateway building you have got money at the moment. They're lending. They'll do this. Um, they'll do three times income or three and a half times income. Uh, And whereas if you want something a bit more difficult, a higher income multiple, you might go to say the Lemington spa that would, would give you a better deal. But uh, in terms of the amount you could borrow, however, they, they would charge a higher rate, similar thing with the town and country. They would do hundred percent mortgages. And uh, so it was great to have those little lenders around, but gradually they all got swallowed up by either other building societies. I mean, I remember the Walthamstow was another one in in East London. They were a great lender. Uh, And, they all got sort of swallowed up and then you know some of them merged and the Halifax is now part of the Lloyds banking group so they all disappeared and in those it was sad because in those days you go to a manager and that manager he or she could make a decision on on this mortgage so um you you could say look I've got this mortgage and the manager might say well it doesn't quite fit but you know I like the look of it yeah we'll do that and you know they, they would still take up the references and that sort of thing but you could talk to them. Now you that's all gone, isn't it? You you can't really talk to anybody. You can talk to an underwriter in theory, but it's not the same as going to see your manager, taking him out for a drink down the pub and getting a mortgage agreed or to, or two. And another thing in those days, it was it was a little bit more difficult to get money out of let money wasn't as free flowing in those days. And it changed really when uh the, the banks were allowed to sort of do mortgages based on not just the money they had on deposit, but the on, on borrowed money, so they borrowed money to lend it out again, and that sort of freed up the mortgage market, but obviously led to to further problems down the line and the banking crisis and and, and all the rest of it. So that's something to look out for. In the meantime, I I, I would definitely sort of use these these challenger banks uh, because because they're great. And in, in the time when money has tightened up a bit, and the Bank of England had been trying to tighten up lending on on uh, especially on buy to let. It's useful to have these these challenger banks uh, in, in in the fray because that they can really help out when needed. They might charge a little bit more on interest rate, but, but I think they're great. Another bit of financial news is the regulator is to pro- probe unfair leases. Now, the UK competition watchdog launched an investigation to find out if consumers have been missold leases. They wouldn't say missold leases. Have you ever heard of that term? Uh, or forced to agree unfair terms when buying new homes. Now we heard about this uh, back in 2017 when a big scandal blew up when it emerged that leases on some properties contained what, what could only be described as onerous provisions. Uh, th- these included um, high charges, charges going up on a more rapid scale, high ground rents, service charges and that sort of thing, and, and perhaps not as long as they'd like to be, uh, as, as people would like them to be. So uh, an organisation called the Leasehold Knowledge partnership which is a campaign group estimated that about a hundred thousand homeowners uh, could be locked into pretty poor lease contracts so that's something that they're looking into and i think with leases any leaseholds obviously these this relates to uh, new properties but it could also relate to new leases where uh, a landlord or a freeholder has extended a lease often they'll throw in a few wobblies and throw in a few uh, extra clauses that are not so good. I mean, a lease used to be, um, you know, X amount of years and uh, th- there was a ground rent of 25, 50 pounds a year. You know, now these ground rents are coming out two, 300 pounds a year and going up every 10 years. Uh, so you know, some of these leases are very unfair. And and I think you've got to watch that on, on all leases, old leases, but especially those new leases and the leases that, that the landlord is extending. So if if you're buying... A property with a, a short lease and you have to extend it. Watch out for that. Or you're buying a property where they've, they've recently refurbished a building and, and are issuing new leases. Personally, I don't like leases. Um, you, you always feel like you're beholden to somebody else and you're not really in control. Uh, but sometimes, obviously, you have to buy uh, a lease. You, ha- you have to, if you want a flat, you, you know, you, you're buying a lease. But it's always best to get a share of the freehold and really be in control of of who is doing the re- repairs and the management of the property because that that is something that can cause a lot of problems for leaseholders i did a podcast on this uh and i I got into problems with a a, a dodgy freeholder and we ended up going to court and it was you know ended up as a big trial you know um from a small dispute but uh just just watch out for that another bit of news is uh, that i've been talking about this pensions time bomb in previous uh podcasts and and some of my blogs and now it's, it's confirmed. The World Economic Forum have issued warnings on pensions shortfalls. Now this this relates also to people in the UK, and they're saying that retired people in the UK will, on average, listen to this, outlive their savings by more than ten years. Outlive their savings. In other words, their savings will run out, but they'll they'll still live on for another ten years. Um, well, that's enough to make you want to top yourself, isn't it? But th- this is this is. On a serious note, this is a problem. So people have got savings that might last them, say, to to seventy. But if if they're going to live to eighty, what are they going to do in in that time? Other six countries analysed uh, were Japan, Canada. Um, you know, women in in Japan, for instance, were expected to outlive their savings by twenty years. So these these shortfalls have got to be looked at. Um, and and this this comes at a time when more and more people are putting in less money into pension schemes and companies are not backing up their employees with good final salary pension schemes so just, you know i'm definitely going to come back to that um so uh, sorry i think it is important that people look at their, their what they're going to do for retirement because it, uh, it's going to be a problem especially for, for people perhaps in their 40s and 50s that will not be able to afford to retire at least if you're 25 or 30 you've got time to, to do something about it but it said here that the average 25 uh, year old in the UK had the third lowest exposure to what's called return seeking assets in their pension fund at 70%, meaning that 70% of the assets in their pension fund were in equities. And this type of investment where, you know, you, you got to rely on the growth of the stock market to give you a decent pension. So I've talked about this before, haven't I, where, you know, if that, if that, pension fund or that stock market investment drops near to your retirement then you are you know really going to be in trouble so that's other couple of other bits of financial news self-assessments one more thing here self-assessments one third of people on self-assessments pay too little tax well self-assessment what, what would you expect HMRC but I don't think this is necessarily just because of fraud but, but, but people are perhaps not declaring all that they should be declaring or you know um you know, not putting everything down, not, not declaring it correctly. So, you know, apparently more than 10 million people fill in a self-assessment tax return each year. Uh, Not all of them do it themselves. I don't do it myself. And these include self-employed individuals, uh, self-employed individuals earning more than 100,000 pounds would have to fill in one of those tax returns. So be careful on your self-assessment because, the revenue can come back, then go back years. They can pull out all your records, or get you to pull out all your records. It's it's a major hassle with with any type of investigation. And you know, if you're found to be in the wrong, you know they'll fine you, they'll charge interest, and it, it's 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 just a nightmare. You just don't want to get into that. I personally use a professional to 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 do my tax return. Yeah, I could put it all down myself, but I like to get them to do it uh, because I, I know it's right. Then and often they've pulled me up and said, "No, you you you're not you don't claim this way. You can't claim that." You can do this, you can do that, you can't do that. So they won't allow me to do anything that would jeopardize me and and, and jeopardize their reputation as well. So that's very important. So that's all for now. Uh, watch out for that Libra uh, Facebook cryptocurrency. Should be interesting to see how that works out. And, uh, you know, again, this has been Charles Kelly, bringing your money tips So earn, save, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. So goodbye for now and speak to you again soon.